0: One, two, one, three. Hi, I'm Tully Hi, I'm Tony And we're book lovers Who are lazy? Hey, hey, Editors note, trigger warning Suicide, depression and transphobia Resource links in the description Hi everyone Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How is um, everyone in our audience? All. Are right? you all alright? Friends of you. All five of you, how are you? I
1: um, have five of my friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that one old work colleague of mine that i hope is still listening hi i hope you're still (laughs) hello
1: um (laughs) yeah news from the real world tally launched her website this week because for her freelance stuff yes
0: i Um, I love it it's so cute
1: yeah it looks amazing um in our
0: time that's the 13th of september yeah yeah. <laughs> for
1: the future people listening exactly. so you this,
0: it'll have been going i'll have had my website for almost a month
1: <laughs> yeah so i just wanted to shout out to that because that's a good thing what happened from the real world
0: <laughs> thank you it's all very very exciting it all feels very real now mm-hmm. especially because my bills are looming so that makes it feel very real <laughs>
1: But she's already doing well enough to cover them. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I guts <to> it.
1: <laughs> Hashtag professional. <laughs> oh. um, and like I think we've gathered a few indie author people as well. And I, I will do the bragging on her behalf. Tally does also do some beta reading services, paid ones. So
0: yes. Yeah. I have uh, recently read a couple that I really loved. So yes definitely.
1: I'll do the bragging on your behalf.
0: (laughs) Thank you you very kindly. Today we're going to talk about books we've been reading recently so I haven't really been reading much because I've been building my website and reading beta books I'm not sure if I can talk about so (laughs) I mean this is going to be a you heavy one.
1: Yeah I've actually read things in a shocking kind <laughs> <turn> of events. <laughs> not that much, like, compared to your, your list last month. Still not as much, but... It was
0: crazy last month. I don't know what was happening. I was just living in books.
1: Mm. Well, <laughs> I think uh, leaving your job was looming, and you were like, I'm going to go hide from the real world, please, yeah. and thank you. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah. I um, was like, I should probably start, like, making my website and stuff, so instead I just read loads of books. <laughs> So
1: yeah, and at least this month I've read more than one book, which is essentially (laughs) what I had
0: done last month. This is amazing. Um, (laughs) Even if you had read one book, it still counts. Yeah, any any of reading is good. Any amount of reading is good.
1: All of it counts, Mm. even if even if trashy, trashy fiction.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: which is fun. Yep. Right. So okay. I will start then.
0: Yeah, I'm okay. excited.
1: So this is one you've been uh, waiting for me to read for so long. I read the Starless Sea.
0: Oh, have you finished I it? Finished it. Yeah. Did you love I it? it? I finished mean, it. Sorry. What did you think? <laughs>
1: <coughs> <laughs> I've deliberately avoided talking to you about it or telling you that I finished it because I knew you'd just be like, "Tell me everything." <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah I loved it. I didn't understand a lot of what was happening. <laughs> and I also feel like the main character also doesn't know what's happening.
0: Yeah, like you're on the ride with him. <laughs> no one knows what's going
1: on. Yeah, I really it was just like the I guess it's it is the dark academia vibes of it as well. Mm, yeah. Of just like yeah. I don't know the world of the library just the way it was described and like when it was popular and like oh, the people were just like finding a door and going into it um and we'll give some context of what the book's about Who, who's it by
0: um,
1: Erin Morgenstern
0: see,
1: yeah the author he does the night circus as well
0: because yeah, I want to read the night circus because mm-hmm, I love I've it, got it. I see so much
1: from what I've heard online since then that's like you kind of part of the course with her books is that you kind of never really understand what's going on
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds no wonder I enjoyed it so much. That's exactly a kind of vibe I like. It was just the, the plot is just layers upon layers
1: upon layers upon layers. Mm. And I tried oh, to yeah. like explain it to a friend, and I was like, I, I've I've got I, at some point I'm going to write a blog about this, and I was like, I genuinely can't explain all the layers of this plot because everything is linked. So it's for so people, totally done. Oh, that's yeah. so ready. clever. It's how she keeps all those threads. She must in have had those
0: murder boards, you know, like... With yeah, the that's light
1: what light. I imagine yeah. <laughs> for this plot. So for anyone who hasn't read it, it is... <laughs> okay, I can't summarise it. So, so to start with what it is, the Starless Sea is a kind of underground magical library with a Starless Sea in the middle of it, and you learn more about the sea as you go throughout the book. But there's different harbours to enter the Starless Sea and to enter the library and basically in like pre before this kind of the events of the book happened anybody could go there they just randomly find a door one day like the door would find them and they would go into the library and they could choose to stay some people just visit some people stay forever some people visit again and again some people choose to like go down different paths of serving the library as well so the different chapters, there's like you get random stories. That's like the different pathways you can take, like being an acolyte, being like a guard and all of them. It does random chapters on them and they're titled according to what that chapter is about. And then we have our main character, Zachary, and it's about him. He finds the, the door to the library when he's a kid, but doesn't go through it. And then as he's older, he gets a mysterious book out of a library in the above ground world from his university. And he is, the story of him seeing that door as a kid is in this book called Sweet Sorrows. But there's stories that he reads in Sweet Sorrows that we read as the reader of Starless Sea. Yeah. So they're interspersed. The stories that are in the book that Zaku reads called Sweet Sorrows, the stories from that are interspersed in the story you read as the reader of the Starless
0: Sea. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, and it's they're entirely all non-linear, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, because, like, time doesn't quite work inside the library in certain places, so it does start to overlap, and you kind of learn how it overlaps as the story goes on.
0: I was just thinking, I read it as an audiobook. Yeah. What's it? Let me grab my physical copy, because I, I knew I was going to reread it, so I bought a copy of it. Like, did the different stories, like, look different? or
1: No, but they have different, say at least in my copy, which is the hardback copy, it has different emblems at the start to do with what each chapter's about. So like, you know, the, like yeah, the it's key, sword. Like yeah, so if it's a chapter that's about the people who have the keys, that'll be at the start of the chapter title, yeah. And then also the different chapter titles usually say what path it is. So like the second path, like Acolytes, it says something like that, or it says like it has a different title when it's a Zachary story it Has a different title when it's the pirate story. Like it has different titles.
0: That's so cool. I it's about so clever. Story. That was like one of my favorite ones.
1: Yeah. Um, so the pirate story is the story you open with when you're reading as the, as a reader of the Starless Sea, but then Zachary also reads that story <laughs> in Sweet Sorrows, but he finds that he is also in. <laughs> so you're reading about a, book that, about a book that's about your character in a book. It's just art. And then there's other books as they go along where other characters appear in them and they all are connected. And it's all to do with what's happening to the library because the library isn't the same as it was in the days of these books. Like in Zachary's time, no one's there. It's empty. It's falling apart. Stuff like that. So (laughs) that's as much as I can really go
0: into it, either. Like the plot—that's about all you can say about the plot, really, isn't it? Because
1: without massive spoilers, also I'm not entirely sure I could explain beyond that. There's the stories of like fate and time, and then like are they real
0: people in the books? It's very, it's very beautifully and poetically written.
1: It's so good, and it's just kind of—I don't know—it captures that whole like love of words mm. in the way the library is described as well okay. and like stories that write themselves in the library and like oh well like you know where he can get a story from a suite and stuff like that yeah,
0: yeah. I remember really loving his friend at, at uni at college, college and she yeah. um, she knits him a, a harry potter scarf doesn't she yeah ravenclaw
1: i think yeah. or hufflepuff one of them i can't remember i think now. it's a
0: hufflepuff is it yeah 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 I, I remember i really liked her
1: and like it does also because the main character zachary his like thing at uni is like the psychology of stories in video games mm. oh yeah, yeah and yeah. Then- So throughout the events, what the like the mad shit that happens to him in the Starless Sea, he's like, well, if this was a video game, this would happen right now, and like he relates a lot of it to video game storytelling. So it also brings in like modern media formats as well, like in the way he says, like this might be some weird fantasy journey I'm on, but in a video game, (laughs) this is what would happen.
0: Yeah. Um, you can, so you I can quite... see all of the elements of stuff that obviously Erin Morgan Stern is passionate about. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, and I really loved the love story in it as well. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. And obviously we've got
0: some You don't expect there to be a love story in it, but it works really well in the story, doesn't it? Like it doesn't go yeah. so out of place. Yeah, there's a bit where it makes me cry as well. Oh, I remember tearing um, up. Yeah, I was cooking. and yeah. I was having a cry.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I knew I'd like it, but mm. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect to be just like so kind of like I don't know. It made me feel feelings.
0: <laughs> You've just reminded me like of how much I was into it, and I really, really need to reread it. It's one of those ones where you just like get enveloped in the world that's in the books. Yeah, it's like a big it just it draws you in it's like yeah
1: yeah and like all the symbols as well like the bee and the sword and the key and it's just like all that kind of stuff that you're like ah, oh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's just someone that loves books and words writing what they love basically
1: yeah I, I it's just this very epic feeling that's the only way I can describe it it's very epic as well Definitely. it's sort of a longish book it's like a big ish book isn't it
0: Yeah. Was that just because I had
1: the hard bath that filled pages ish, I
0: think. Uh yeah, just under 500 pages. So it's not it's not huge.
1: There's a lot to take in. And yeah, it's really I wouldn't recommend reading it if you're tired. No, no. Because I sort of tend to read in dribs and drabs like a little bit before I go to sleep every night. Mm. And I was like, no, we need to switch up (laughs) how we're reading this because it was not working for me yeah Um, but yeah I loved it
0: it's very good you you describing it as just giving me the vibes of a few other books So I'm going to give you some recommendations okay even though though you've got enough it's fine
1: we always need more
0: one of them I've already, you've already added to your list, like the Wayward Children series, because that's like about children that find a door, go to another world. And it's only just made that connection, like when you were talking about it. But yeah, they're very similar, I guess. Um, yeah, that's um, already in my Amazon wish list. <laughs> the Wayward Children series is written by Shauna Maguire, And then Stuart Turton wrote a book called Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Oh, I have seen it has that. Similar vibes. I love that book so much. Oh my god! Oh, okay. I love it, and it has it has similar vibes. It really, really does. And then um, the book within a book kind of vibe is a book yeah. that I've been reading for a while. I can't say if it's good or not. I started it in May. I'm still trying to get through it because it's a little bit confusing. Which is yeah, dense. House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. <laughs> I've got got TikToks about it (laughs) (laughs) it it's a horror book and it is a book and then someone finds that book and he annotates it and then he gets it published and the editor has annotated it so some of the footnotes go on for like four pages and then another story and like yeah
1: oh god yeah
0: so they, yeah. the yeah. like books that gave me the same vibes whilst you were talking, they all okay. <laughs> <So,
1: laughs> cave Yeah, no, I've written them down. Yeah, I've recently reviewed all my Amazon wish lists and got some. I moved some into because I can't afford to buy this right now. So they're in Christmas and birthday lists now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You've been broken yours down as well by genre, haven't you? Uh,
1: I've you got know? fantasy and YA is like one list. Yeah. Classic wow. books is another list. And then I have a thing called other books. Others, wish we just others. Others. Because <laughs> <laughs> fantasy books is the ones that I probably buy the most, and there's classic yeah. books I just quite like to collect.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but
1: we're out of collecting room at the moment, so it's just things I actually want to read. But since this podcast, the things I want to read list has gone long. Especially, I, like, some of the indie ones we've got. Oh, there's so a few messy. of them I really want to get.
0: I separated my wish list into fiction and non-fiction because it upset me that they were cohabiting
1: yeah I think my, my non-fiction gets chucked in other books yeah that. but also sense. anything not
0: YA and not fantasy. fantasy also gets chucked in there yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so weird thing. so pleased you read it and loved, loved it, it. Yeah. Yeah. one of those books like I was discussing it and I made my other half listen to it as well straight after me because I was like have to I need to talk to someone about this book and we were discussing whether we thought it could work as a TV show. It couldn't work as a film. I wonder if a TV show would work. Would they be able to do it justice? What are your thoughts?
1: It'd be it would need to be one that really invested in like making the world of it properly. Mm -hmm. Because just the, the tiny details like the room with the doll's house yeah that story and it's like just been added to and added to over time yeah
0: that whole thing and then like I don't think they could do it justice I just think it's one of those books that the magic of it is is in in the pages
1: I think it would have to be like it's so detailed and really thought about someone would have to like commit fully to it and then it would be good anything less than that would just like cheapen what it's trying to say
0: yeah maybe if they had is it Mark Flanagan I think that's him the one that done the haunting of Hill House and stuff all of his films okay he shows have so much detail packed into them he like really thinks it through um
1: but like they could get several series out of that one book like they wouldn't even need to embellish
0: hmm <laughs> <laughs> interesting I don't think it ever would but
1: no it's interesting to it's a shame. yeah so I, that's that's one of my for this um, do you want to do you want to go
0: yeah so I read at the start of the month I read King of Scars by yeah so that's part of a new duology which I think is just called the King of Scars duology I think um yeah I've got it ah, behind me (laughs) i can't really talk about it too much because it's obviously like the third part in the universe um who's in it i don't even really want to mention who's in it because then you know because they're characters from other books i don't know i enjoyed it that's all i'm going to (laughs) say. i enjoyed it i saw some comments slash reviews of people saying this duology didn't need to be written and it was just written for fan service because like Lee Bardugo was just writing about characters people like and just to you know beef up books or whatever absolutely not I thought it was brilliant and it really yeah. dealt with how people dealt with the aftermath of Shadow and Bones and the Six of Crows yeah in different ways how everyone like moved on with their life in different ways the characters that it follows
1: Oh, okay. I know it definitely has the, we can talk about this, the Prince guy from Shadow and Bone. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nikolai. Nikolai, yeah, thank yeah. you. Slash okay. Stormhand.
0: Yeah. I don't really want to mention, like, in case people don't know who else is it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but he, we can say it's definitely got him because the reason yeah. it's called Rule of Wolves and King of Scars is because of him. Yeah, yeah. Because they call okay. him the wolf and things like that.
0: I was so that- really excited to have more of him because I thought he was a standout character in The Shadow and Bone. Yeah, but well, I quite like him in Six of Crows as well. Yeah, yeah. So I just think he, like, steals the show. Yeah.
1: So it makes sense for
0: him to just have a duology uh, based around him. Yeah. But so you haven't read it yet?
1: No, I've got it. Okay. It's just because it's, it's another one that's a bit chunky. Yeah. It's a big book
0: it was really good yeah I, yeah I just thought it was really good it had a few different storylines intermingling, and it had a ending that I did not see coming and my jaw did yep. be like oh so yeah looking forward oh, to reading the next okay. one intriguing
1: mm. oh you made me want to read it but there's so many there's so many things i want to read and so little hours in the day <laughs> it's not fair is it no it isn't I like i don't know almost once i start oh, like we're worth commuting more because then at least i could read one well, my commute's not even that long no. when i do go in person to the office
0: no you would have to start walking <laughs> six hours later <laughs> 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 Walking with your boat yeah. down the side of the motorway.
1: <laughs> no, I was just trying to think. It's like, is there a way to walk there that doesn't involve the motorway unless I go through all like little villages? But no. <laughs> Someone was like cycle and I was like, Do you want me to die?
0: <laughs> no, that's what I was just about to say. You could cycle it, but you wouldn't be able to read. But you could do audio books whilst you cycle. Yeah. But safely. <laughs> technically you shouldn't have headphones in
1: yeah I'd have one ear in or something I don't know yeah oh anyway well I can't go and buy the audiobooks when I've already got the book books yeah yeah
0: this is the problem (laughs) I've already got the book books mate I've already got the book book can't get the other kind of book the listening book
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh I love that like whole
0: world oh it's just so amazing isn't it
1: and I just get good vibes from the author as well
0: she is just so unproblematic yeah she's just a genuinely nice person and I hope that I never regret saying that because some other authors have (laughs) made us regret (laughs) my words
1: It's like, yeah, I've got this whole thing of, I don't want to get any more literary tattoos in case someone says something later in their lives. I'm like, oh,
0: no. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you there. Am I also going to get No Funerals, No Mourners tattoo? Yes, yes, I am.
1: Oh, yeah, see, I want it so badly. Like, that's what I really want. I
0: I trust her. Yeah. And I truly believe I will never regret saying that.
1: Yeah, like, when you go... I've I've looked through on Pinterest like on all the designs you can get with the no Morders no funerals. They're just they're so good. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're just some of them are so beautiful.
1: Yeah. No, that one's on my list as well. Is that like I'd really like to get that, but then I, I don't know. Because I context, I've got a Death, deathly hallows tattoo. Uh, <laughs> like every book lover from the 90s, obviously. Love Harry Potter. And then obviously JK Rowling's turned out to be who she is.
0: A massive turf.
1: Alleged, allegedly. I don't know if she'd listened to this and sue us, but
0: allegedly a massive have, turf. I don't think it's allegedly when she outright like <laughs> sent out a turf manifesto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she won an, an award from the BBC for her bravery in writing a blog post against trans people. Well, well.
1: Well, there's enough to be said about the BBC Let's not get into that Um, (laughs) But, yeah, and then I I mean, I got the tattoo because They were the books that made me fall in love With reading, made me want to be a writer So that's never going to go away And if we, like, separate the world From J.K. Rowling And all the problematic
0: elements That are in it (laughs) Because of her
1: I don't know There's just no
0: right answer, is there? Because, like, no, I've not had the heart to reread them. I usually reread them every year. I've not had the heart to. She was a bit
1: turfy. There's all these things that, in maybe in some ignorance, I didn't see until it was pointed out to me.
0: Like, my most recent reading, I was like, some of these don't feel right. Why don't they feel right? Why have I never. and it's because as a person I've as I've grown older I've become more aware of the world I've taught myself more about other people's struggles and things so stuff is becoming comes to light that I didn't notice before.
1: Yeah like if you're from sort of a suburban kind of area in England there's a certain maybe you haven't been exposed to when you're younger and now we know better and then you can just see all this stuff you're like oh no
0: yeah and and now I read a lot more critically than I used to before
1: yeah like yeah I mean I just she wrote it in the 90s so but it's still no excuse really do you know what I mean I mean maybe like people will argue that some of the stuff in it that was progressive for the time I'm like it's not that long ago though really
0: like, really? But do you know what? Like, progressive is is something that I swear has only happened in like the last few years. Because I was, I listened to a true crime podcast that I quite enjoy. And I was listening to something yeah. the other day, and they were saying that it, even in England, the law about, about raping your wife, 1993, like, the year I was born. What the hell? In the 90s, Or 95, one of them is. um, Beginning of the 90s, when I was alive, you could still rape your wife. Legally. Legally. Yeah. You could never, you should never do it morally, but legally you could. And that's just from a legal standpoint. Yeah. Even though I feel like I'm old, I'm not actually that old. So it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. that that was in my lifetime. I mean, I I know I was alive for the creation of the internet and again, (laughs) but come on.
1: (laughs) That's the Whenever I get into arguments about feminism with someone like, oh, we don't need it now. And I was like, this law is only this old. Yeah. Like, theoretically,
0: you could have been conceived by this way. Like, you don't know because it was legal. A great many people probably were. That's how, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) <laughs> well off topic now so, but anyway yeah.
0: that, i just think when we talk about things in the past and saying they're aggressive i'm always like but i think that our well, progression know. is she is, is questionable
1: yes so and obviously her as a person
0: has turned out to be extremely problematic <laughs> <laughs> i um, remember really hating it that she kept Coming out on Twitter and making up stuff about the books. Like when she was all like, Dumbledore was gay, and I was like, "Mm, where's your evidence? And then she didn't even follow it up in the Fantastic Beast films. And I was like, well, that was a show, wasn't it?
1: Wait, it's just so did you see the spoof account that was woke JK Rowling? No. And it was just this spoof account. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Tumblr. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was called Woke JK Rowling, and it was just like made up stuff to do with the Harry Potter universe. Oh, I
0: think I've probably it seen was... screenshots of like Dobby was a cross dresser and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So it's ones like it's, it's not things, even, like, like
0: things like that. that. Fetched, considering how she used to use Twitter. I mean, I'd, I've never yeah. gone on Twitter,
1: but... I used to follow her on there. But then, like, it's just little things. So, like, she'd. She'd do a tweet about something innocuous And then someone might comment saying "Like, I hated Dobby She would retweet that Having gone onto their profile To find information about them And then insult them in a retweet To thousands, like hundreds of thousands Of people in a retweet She'd point out things, personal flaws On their profile In the retweet, insulting them Because they said one nasty thing about her
0: book And I'm like, do you not have better things to do? Like, use your platform for good, please.
1: Yeah, and then she's, like, very political on Twitter, but, like, not in the good
0: way. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because I'm chill with people being political, if it's stuff I agree with.
1: (laughs) No, it's just even, like, that kind of... That 90s feminism, that's the only way I can describe it, because we're in fourth wave feminism.
0: White 90s feminism
1: hundred and she's not
0: evolved
1: with the times no and it's it's that 90s feminism of like championing women above all else and i what a very narrow definition of womanhood as well
0: and yeah oh i hate it but then she released her books under a gender neutral name which was and then she she all of the women in her books she just like what boiled them down to caricatures i just We'll go on to a, this. Can be another. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna
1: do. do uh, yeah, I don't know. We might. We're <laughs> not on
0: a tangent there, as
1: usual. <laughs> on the tangent. Um, yeah. So uh, I think yeah, anyway, I'd probably
0: so why... risk a Libardo tattoo. I feel like I'm safe with that.
1: Wait, is she's already written into her books all the good stuff?
0: Yeah, she's just a good
1: person. You can tell. Yes. So yeah, the conclusion of that tangent is. <laughs>
0: I'm I want to get, get literary
1: tattoos, and I feel like we're safe with Lee Barney <laughs> So, my next book, I read The Midnight Library.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Can we go backwards and forwards on what I thought about this book? So, I liked it. It did
1: make me cry. Maybe not the ending, but certain points made me cry.
0: Hmm. The cat made me cry.
1: Yeah. And then I... I could kind of see where it was heading like, It was very obvious how it was going to
0: end uh, Yeah, I think you know from like The first chapter really
1: It's very obvious, like the Midnight Library Nora, the main character Is suicidal And you know this from the opening Because it has a countdown to her death At the start of every chapter mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so,
0: No secret <laughs> I'm not a spoiler
1: Because <laughs> this The basis of the entire book is that yeah. Nora dies And she goes to the Midnight Library where every book in the library is a different life where she made a different choice and she has the chance to try them all out. And if she likes them, she gets to stay. And if she doesn't feel content, she comes back to the Midnight Library and tries another.
0: Yeah. So it was like a life she could have lived if she had made a different choice.
1: Yeah. And she got to live it. But the thing is, the only argument I have with it is that she goes into them without the memories of that life.
0: Yeah. Oh so when then she's she always like a stranger do, in that life. When she had to do like that TED talk, I was crying. yeah, I was like skimming that a little bit because it made me so uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. So every time she goes into a new life, she's like investigate and figure out how this life has been. Yeah, and then she like she
0: doesn't have any of her, she's got her memories from the life that she came from, not the life she's going into. So
1: yeah. And like the the ones where she choose she chose to stay a little longer she not content with the life is because she doesn't it feels like it's not her life yeah she feels like she's still stealing this other Nora's life and like she doesn't feel like it doesn't fit with her because obviously she didn't grow in being that person that she is in that life because she didn't live those experiences so I, I have a real issue with that part of it because I'm like I would have thought like the longer she stays on the more content she feels in that life she starts to get bits of the memories yeah yeah i don't know so that's the bit i didn't love. i was like
0: uh... what happens to nora whose life she's stolen is that yeah, exactly like, is it still in her head is she just blocking that person out is that person aware of what's happening do well, they did... wake up and they can't remember the months that, well no i don't think she was anywhere for months but they can't remember you like did the one for months yeah so they can't remember the months that she was gone like
1: yeah they do they do say that though in the book mm. that's what happens is that <laughs> they don't have any of the memories of the time the Nora from our story takes over the body of the Noras in the other timelines that they'll like have those memories missing mm. um yeah and like it's it's kind of it the whole book is about life is worth living you know it's never it's never too late you made like Nora kind of over time she tries out all she tries to fix all her biggest regrets she tries out all those lives, and they still don't quite fit her yeah so it's, it's almost trying to teach the lesson of you made the choices you made for a reason kind of thing and you've and got like you got are the person you are for a reason
0: yeah and, then, <clears> and <throat> it doesn't have to be a bad thing yeah so my the reason I've gone backwards and forwards on it is because I obviously well, obviously to you, Tony, but I suffer quite badly from depression and I know the different points of it, like how it affects me. So when I read that I was in a particularly bad point, so I probably shouldn't have read it to be fair, (laughs) Um, but I do have suicidal thoughts as part of my depression so yeah reading that I was like well this doesn't make me not want to kill myself <laughs> like do you know what I mean like if that was the point of the book well I still want to die but obviously I still I still want to unalive. Yeah. but obviously I-, I don't you know my brain but yeah then no, I don't know what you mean. I think then sometimes I think about it when I'm like in a good place and I'm like, oh, that's really like motivational. And it makes me feel like when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, life's worth living. So I think obviously the so the author wrote it to delve into his depression. Yeah. So it is a story that helped him. So you can't say whether it works or not. Oh no, it's a weird when you get it delve into things like mental health and stuff, I find it weird.
1: Yeah, I think some of it compounds that message of guilt for someone who is suicidal, of, like, because she just kind of, she, you know, she has this revelation about life and it's just about perspective and just the way she was thinking. And that approach does work for someone, but, like, very rarely does it work for someone. You can't just decide to have a new perspective. Like, she gets there over time. Yeah. This is, like, a slow thing that happens over time. yeah. But it compounds that message, that guilt of like, if you just tried harder, which is not right. It's not Except fair.
0: You go and see a doctor, as has happened with me many times, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, fresh air could fix this." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, fresh air could not fix my serotonin imbalance." But thank you for proving to me that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like me in Malta, where they don't believe in mental illness. <laughs> you live on a beautiful island with sun you don't need any antidepressants and I'm like okay I'm gonna go throw myself off the bloody cliff for sure
1: (laughs) throw myself into that beautiful sea thank you
0: so much yeah I'm just gonna hell myself in
1: (laughs) yeah like if you're talking about books that are on this message of like the beauty of life and within the, the context of that subject matter I think all the bright places does a better job
0: yeah I think I've read books that deal with it better
1: that all the bright places was very much about like oh life sucks but you've got to work through it anyway because there's bright places
0: and what I've really loved about all the bright places is that you don't know where it's going yeah literally on the emotional journey with them
1: Whereas yeah. Midnight
0: Library, you know from the beginning what's happening. You, you can tell straight away what's going to happen and what the point of the story is going to be. Whereas yeah, pretty much. You can tell. Angry, like it doesn't feel earned. I think that's what it is. It doesn't feel earned.
1: I mean, you feel you feel like the, the change in her thought process. So that's the only thing I think is kind of on track, is that you see the gradual change from all my lives that I'm trying out of shit because I'm shit and I'm worthless and no one will miss me. To the shift to
0: been there.
1: <laughs> which is again that's a de- like intrusive depressive thought yeah. and people that that bit and then the way they change over time to
0: oh I don't want to die or yeah. so it's more for she starts yeah it's like her her perspective
1: unlearning a lot of ingrained habits of hers or unlearning a lot of ingrained intrusive thoughts
0: yeah which is like
1: I'm worthless I'm useless because I never did this I never did that. And it's then unlearning, like, this isn't my fault, someone else's. It's like, there's the bit where she has, like, a whole revelation of she's not responsible for someone else's thoughts and actions. Her relationship with her brother's not good because of things that happened in their past. And she just gets to this point of, like, that's not my fault.
0: No, like, they're both to blame. They're both adults and, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she's like, I'm not responsible for this. And, like, certain stuff that happens to her mom or her dad, that she's like, if I made a different choice... What would have would have happened? Like all those kind of things. Mm. So that that bit of it, I think, is that changing of thought because I'm guessing that's what you would end up going through with a therapist over time is unlearning those behaviours. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, it it just feels very. That's the part of it. It felt a bit preachy. Of like,
0: mm. like it felt a little bit surface level. Everything like for like I don't know.
1: Everything happens for a reason
0: yeah you just need to be me and for some people that probably was a really really good message and the book really really hit those points oh, I don't know how much more I can talk about it without spoiling it but all, all I know is I really wasn't vibing on the book until the ending and then I was like that's an all right ending <laughs> and that is literally my response I think
1: I enjoyed it and I could get I could get what they was trying to say, but I just started to get a bit frustrated towards the end of like, I'm just like, just get to it now because I know what's coming. And it's not even, it's not a very long book at all.
0: No, it's only about 200 and something pages, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's really small. But yeah, I have mixed thoughts about that. And I, I like for a book that deals about that topic, it's not the best I've ever read, but it's not the worst I've ever read either.
0: Yeah, it just kind of, it is. It just is. It, it, it,
1: I think certain mindsets would definitely find it inspirational in some way, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a perfect message about the topic. No. no, no, yeah.
0: I understand for the author, it helped him work through stuff, so I understand.
1: Yeah, so I mean, there's a certain mindset. I think I could see it working for. Yeah, but
0: not not so much to
1: me. I was just like, oh yeah, that was a book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> interesting yeah. concept it's, you know but
0: yeah it just didn't quite work for you
1: yeah it's not one of those ones that I was like oh I regret having read that but it's also not one of those ones where I'm gonna be like going read it read it read it to yeah, everyone another, you, there's other books that you'd recommend over that yeah and I, I mean it's another book with the whole the ethereal magical library vibe which I quite like
0: I mean those libraries magic libraries are, I love it yeah
1: yeah, so as a follow-up from Starless Sea, I was like, oh, this is quite on, on theme. But I think Starless Sea... Not quite so on theme. <laughs> no. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're in a magical library again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Starless Sea is even more closer to being inspirational about, like, the beauty of life. Oh, God, yes, yeah. Than the messages trying to convey in Midnight Library.
0: Yeah, yeah. The
1: Starless yeah. Sea is, is, like, about, like... These beautiful things in like books and words and like the love of this and that that to me is more finding like the beautiful things in like, like the doll's house room, Uh, in it is a doll's house that people have added to over time and like built this whole little like world in this room, Uh, like this cute everything because that is like their own exhibits like that in like the Tate Modern or something,
0: (laughs) oh like something tangible. I love that you read those books together because they actually kind of have similar, similar things. But
1: yeah, but i of a thread of books about <laughs> finding joy in everyday life. So that's Midnight Library. That's okay. It's all right. What's that's your, pretty what's much your... how I'm like
0: with it. It was, it was all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. What's your next one? Right. Okay. So last month, and I've not had a chance to talk about it yet, so I'm going to do it now. I read <laughs> The High Mountain Court by A.K. Mulford, which is one of the... Oh, yay! Yes, and I loved it. Oh, my God, I loved it. I loved it so much that I then went and bought a physical copy so I could reread it many times, and I am started a reread today. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because- so this is
1: one of our indie authors. Yeah. We've had come
0: ask us to talk about them, so yeah. Yeah, so it is a fantasy book obviously um and it follows remy who is so it's it's set in a world that's 13 years after there was a not really a war but some sort of dispute in the realm and red witches were pretty much hunted to extinction and remy is a red witch and she is hiding that and she is as far as she is aware, could be the last Red Witch. Yeah, she ends up kind of joining up with some fair fae warriors. Yeah, to try and put the world to rights. Okay, that's all I'm gonna do. It's got a few. Yeah. It's got a few tropes in it that I love. Chosen one Two that I'm not overly in love with, but work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm rereading it already less than a month. Yeah. I read it, so I think that says it all. Really,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the ones that's on been moved onto like a, a birthday or a Christmas wish list, mm. so that I can get it bought for me sooner rather than
0: later. It's just it, um, it's really really fun, and the characters are just really well developed. Yeah, yeah. I just I just I want to talk about it forever, but I don't want to. Spoil anything by mistake. (laughs) It has some. This author's on
1: She's on TikTok, isn't she?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think her TikTok is literally just AK Mulford. She's um um,
1: quite good to follow because I
0: follow her. Yeah, she does a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So it's got like a diverse group of characters. Yeah. It's high fantasy. It's got fae. It's got witches. It's got political intrigue. It's got Rat of Death. You know, it's just got a bit, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. A bit of a quest vibe. You know, I mean, it's just... Is it is it Found cool. Family with her little questy gang? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I know you haven't read it, but... No, I haven't. A lot of it. No, no. But the one I'm going to compare it to you haven't read.
1: Oh, right, yeah. It
0: gave me a lot of A Court of Mist and Fury vibes which yeah. I really enjoyed as well. So on the vibe. <laughs> um, It is a standalone, but I think there's going to be six books in total because she wasn't done telling the stories of the characters. I think or, most of the characters are going to have their own book as well. I don't know whether it's going to be set at the same time or, okay. or after. I don't know.
1: I like these ones when it's, like, a good first one and then you kind of know you're guaranteed to get more as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think the next one might be coming out October, actually.
1: Oh, good. That's just another thing for a wish list then.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and she did have a mini story that was sent out to her newsletter subscribers, and I think she's releasing that with the next one in October as, like, at the same time or something. Okay. But yeah, it was really, really good. I could not put it down. I read it. So I just devoured it. I loved it. Yeah. It really took me by surprise with how much I enjoyed it. No, the characters are just, they're just so real. Like, the decisions they make make sense. They feel like yeah. normal people decisions, which sometimes books don't get right. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, I was, <laughs> a lot of them were like, yeah, I'm fine with like, I don't know, thrust into this world That I wasn't expecting That's fine, that's a completely normal decision Like I'm going to rush into
0: danger Like that's a normal decision Like it's, cool. it's fine yeah. Oh, I'm the chosen one Okay, cool, give me a sword off I Fine, go. yeah, fair enough
1: Yeah Or the one where they like Try and struggle against their destiny But it's so half-hearted oh, like
0: Oh, no, not my destiny We all know?
1: <laughs> we all know where this is headed Like just sh- Definitely <laughs> That's um from Blood and Ash series is one that she's like, not me, not my destiny. Not <laughs>
0: <What's> I. <laughs> he couldn't possibly love me. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Oh. I mean let's talk fun about that, but yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, add that to your list.
1: Yeah, I was so yeah, it's already in uh, that's one <laughs> of my Christmas birthday ones. Yeah. I'm Although I'm I was
0: super cool. tempted. By the time it comes out, I will have worked out how to word my love for it and done a review on TikTok,
1: (laughs) (laughs) where you've talked about it and liked it so much. I was, I yeah, I was debating. I'm like, I might just buy this next month.
0: (laughs) Well, I joined a, a group of TikTok readers to do a, yeah. a, a like a book club, a buddy read, and their buddy read was that starting today. So I was like, "Oh, what a shame! I have to reread it." Oh no! So oh like, if you've already read it, it's fine. Just like hang around and chat about it. And I was like, "No, I better reread it." <laughs> <I> <laughs> you said I
1: have to. Oh, I just love what TikTok does for indie authors.
0: Oh, I love it. Like. Yeah, I I saw uh, there was a TikTok that the author did where she showed the book as ID in the post office or something. Like her picture of the book.
1: And I was like, oh, I love that. That's amazing. Oh, I want it. One day. (laughs) I want it. (laughs) One One day. Next for me is they both die at the end. oh so i really what i've been reading some cheerful stuff
0: (laughs) yeah like loving it i mean yeah it's depressing right even though you know what's coming
1: for the most part despite the entire premise of the book it's quite uplifting but like in a heartbreaking kind of way okay because this is again this is another one that's about finding like just the joy of life but this isn't people who are suicide or anything like that it's not coming out from that angle. Oh okay. The premise of the book is in this particular It's like normal world. It's not dystopian or YA It's YA but it's not fantasy. Mm-hmm. So they have a service called death cast and they ring you uh, at midnight some point in the next 24 hours. They let you know you'll die. And then so that everyone has to
0: know that
1: I just know Everyone has death curse that's the thing you're like weird if you don't have it and there's a whole culture built around it now so there's like last days so you go out and you have your last day and like this big blowout but then it's kind of implied that's what kills a lot of people is their last day
0: because
1: a lot of people do a lot of reckless stuff
0: the decisions they make is actually what kills them
1: yeah because they think it's their last day on earth so people go big
0: do, is it ever explained how they
1: know that it's someone's last day, or is that no, ambiguous? no death cast? It's like so. The basic they get a phone yeah. call from from the death service, and they get a phone call from the Herald. It's called. It is, but the person who speaks to them is like basically someone at a call center. Mm-hmm. So, like running through a script of what they have to say per death announcement. Yeah. So we've got two main characters, Matteo and Rufus. Mateo is like a really shy, shut in who at the moment is living by himself because his dad's in hospital um, and his mum's dead. And then there's Rufus, who's in a a group home. But that's a recent thing. His family all died after they all got death cast notifications except him. And then they got got in a car to go have like one last day together and they die in the car. Everyone (laughs) dies except Rufus.
0: Uh, Was he in the car?
1: Yeah, he was in the car with them. Oh, my God. He describes the underwater scene where, like, none of his family are trying to get out. They're all just trying to get him out of the car because they know he's the supposed to live.
0: That did their fate. And their yeah,
1: so, like, the dad helps him get out rather than getting out himself or something like that. That's crazy, isn't it? So, yeah. So, basically, here, it, it, two separate stories at the beginning. They both get the phone call. And then Mateo's, like, he follows... So there's websites where people post their last 24 hours Mm -hmm. They do updates from the moment they get there. And they're called deckers. People who are going to die are called deckers. Okay. So yeah, there's a decker website where they post the last 24 hours and what they did and stuff like that. And you can like tag different people's stories to follow. And then there's an app called last friend. Mm -hmm. So if you're alone for whatever reason on your last day, or don't want to like put your family through that, or don't want to risk them being with you Mm -hmm. when you die, Because if it's like a bomb or something, will they get hurt by shrapnel but not die? That kind of thing. Yeah. So you go on the Last Friend app and find a last friend. Oh. And it matches you by like interests and personality and stuff. Oh, wow. But there's also a dating app called like necrophilia or something, which is for like one night stands on people's last days and stuff like that.
0: Okay. I mean, Um, it makes sense.
1: But that's not what Last Friends is for. So there's a separate app for dating, but obviously you get creeps on Last Friends. And yeah, Mateo is too afraid. Like he's spent his whole life afraid to do anything because he's afraid of getting a phone call by Death Cast and like trying to live as long as possible. And then he gets a phone call anyway. So then he's like, oh, I have to go out. I know I need to go out, but it feels stupid for me to go out knowing it will kill me. Yeah. So then Mateo makes a friend makes friends with Rufus on the Last Friends app because Rufus, through various reasons, can't spend his last day with his foster family and the friends he's made and his ex-girlfriend. So Rufus is just, like, looking for someone to spend the day with. So then they end up hanging out and Rufus is, like, basically gone, going down a bad path because of all the, like, trauma that happened to him. And he just seems determined to, like, make Mateo live his last day. Yeah. And then they just, they go and do a bunch of cool stuff and then, like, they meet up with the friends and oh it's just like it makes you fall in love with these people like you fall in love with the characters like you really just love them like Mateo is just like the purest soul who's just always been too afraid to do anything and then like Rufus is like a good guy as well but he's like obviously been through a lot yeah and it's just (laughs) and then it's interspersed with other little flashes of other stories that lead you to believe the characters are going to die one way, basically. So you know they're going to die because of the title. Yeah. But then they don't...
0: It like tricks you.
1: It, it does not end the way you expect it to. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Because that doesn't yeah. spoil it. Because like the whole way, it just leads you... It's, yeah, it's such a good ending. Full-on crying. Crying buckets at the ending. <laughs> what happens to them it's like would that have happened without Deathcast as well that's the other thing yeah yeah oh it's just yeah I didn't expect it's not a very long book either and I didn't expect
0: to just like, yeah, it's like isn't it mm.
1: yeah and just material. oh
0: he's so cute <laughs> oh that sounds good I do want to read that that's on my list um along with everything else okay. yeah and it- if I was told I had 24 hours, I'd be like, right, I'm going to go have a nap <laughs> for 24 hours. I'm well rested for my death. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go make sure I'm good and ready. <laughs> Whatever. So that feels like it would be stressful, so I better be well rested for it. So
0: I'm going to go and have a nap and then just watch like some archer in bed.
1: To be fair, Matteo just goes and plays Xbox for a bit after yeah. he gets the phone call. Like, he doesn't know what to do, so he's just like, I'm just going to play Xbox.
0: <laughs> God. So can you, I was going to say, can you choose not to answer the call? But if you could choose not to answer the call, you'd know you were getting the call, so it defeats the point because you'd know anyway. There's a specific ringtone for the death cast. Yeah. So even if you don't answer it, you still know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they'll keep ringing and ringing and ringing until they get through to you as well. Imagine if you are at work. People like, uh work there's, there's, a, there's a whole culture built where a work to let you go home
0: oh okay cool cool, cool. so there's like I a whole that policy feel, that does feel fair
1: yeah exactly but there's like so there's all these like last day experience centers as well for like okay you wanted to travel the world but can't come experience things like oh you wanted to you know you wanted to do a skydive but now it's your last day and that might be the way you die so come do a fake one with us and stuff like that yeah and yeah, the whole, there's, there's like DECA clubs as well. Oh, cool. So obviously, like, it's uh, anything goes, like, no one gets carded on entry, like, anything, yeah, because you're going to die anyway. But then it's, if someone's dying of an overdose in a club, is that because of the death cast ringing them? Or is that a choice they would have made anyway? They wouldn't be there if they hadn't got the death cast calls. So,
0: yeah, very interesting. But does anyone die without having been told? No okay
1: okay cool there's a few like storylines where it leads you to believe they're gonna it's gonna happen without them having had a call yeah. or that someone who's had the call isn't gonna die yeah. yeah it's a very cleverly done it makes you feel so certain about a particular outcome and then it doesn't happen
0: oh that sounds good yeah i'm bumping and out. the
1: whole book you're waiting for them to die
0: as well yeah because you know they're going to die yeah at the end <laughs>
1: it's not it's not quite at the end okay just it's just far enough from the end to break your heart (laughs) it sounds good
0: yeah i'll have to pick that up
1: but yeah it's just about like it's it's just the whole book is about them having this last day and like making the most of it and saying goodbye to
0: people so... (laughs) so it's almost like similar vibes to the midnight library
1: Yeah, but done in a very different way, and obviously not from that particular perspective. Yeah. And there's like there's a character in it who is suicidal, and she goes up to a rooftop every day. But she's like, I know this isn't the day I jump because I haven't had the call. Oh. So then she's like playing chicken with the app.
0: God, that would make your depression really weird. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's yeah. It's really. It's not like obviously with the whole death cast thing they both die at the end wasn't like the concept i expected it to be for like the whole the look and feel of it but yeah mm. yeah i really like it
0: awesome. that one that's one
1: i can definitely recommend but you will cry
0: yeah that's good i'll save that for when i need to cry <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's one that would be good if you're in a in the in the bad place <laughs> i'm not sure how uplifting it will feel <laughs> but it if, if felt really really like I don't know it felt very oh in my chest making go (laughs) that's the only way I can put it to you I like the sound for that yeah yep
0: cool I don't really know much about it I just knew the title and that everyone cries on TikTok when they've read it that's all I know
1: yeah so I didn't know anything this is why I wasn't expecting the whole concept of like the death call and stuff like that it's very interesting yeah that sounds good I like the sound to that have you got another one
0: Yeah, so I've got another fiction and then I've got a couple of non-fictions to just briefly mention. But So I read A Deadly Education. Yes. By, oh, Naomi Novak. So this is the first in a series. I don't know how long it's going to be. The second one comes out in March, I think. Okay. Um, So it's uh, fantasy YA, perhaps? Yeah. Mm, Probably YA. And it follows a magic school, but it's a very different premise to a magic school to what we usually see as a magic school i.e hogwarts etc so in this version of our world when people have magic they create mana which they use to fulfill their their spells etc and then there's these creatures called mouths which are like i don't really know like they can be created by Wizards and witches, but I think they're mostly just creatures in the world, and yeah. they, eat, they consume mana basically. So if you are a magical user, you are at risk of being killed by these mouths at any point. Yeah, yeah. Once you start showing magic, and when they get to like schooling age, they just get plucked from wherever they are and dumped in this school. Like no bye to the family no warning so some kids are from families with no magic so they don't know what's happened they just disappear one day and they're dropped in yeah and they're in the school i think for like seven years maybe so it must be like a secondary school for us and it's a deadly education because literally it's whether they can survive enough to graduate so they have induction which is the day they'll get plopped in the school and the day before that is the graduation from the last class. They don't have holidays or anything. They're literally solidly there for that time. So the whole school is automated. There's no adults, there's no teachers, it's all kind of automated. It moves things was like a little bit mechanical magic. So on graduation day, the seniors go down to the graduation hall, the graduation hall opens, it's full of mouths, whoever survives, leaves school graduates and is allowed to go live their life.
1: So, what is that, like what lessons happen then, or is it just like the survival is the lesson?
0: No, so they do have lessons. They can go down different paths. So they can go down like a kind of alchemy style path. They can learn languages. They can learn maintenance. Like there are different okay kind of paths that they go down, and so they basically have like a timetable. They have to find the class, and they just learn. Yeah. So they sit down like in their pods or at their table and their worksheets will just appear when they're done they put their worksheets in the little slot and they get given a mark so okay. it's all magic it's all self-taught and if you don't do the work you can't progress your spells so they do all the kids yeah because if they don't get stronger they have no chance of survival so yeah but it's really like clever so the main character we follow is called l but her name is like Gwendolyn or something like that I can't remember but she goes by L and so she is doing languages so she has to be careful so like if she glances at a language the school will decide that she needs to learn that so like okay she she needs to make sure to never look at books that aren't the languages she's already learning or she'll end up having that worksheet in front of her if for instance you get a low mark or don't hand in your your project you get dropped down a few levels on your course so then you have to do like for her it'd be like remedial French which means that she can't keep up with her spells from other classes because she won't be at the level she needs to understand them so she is a malefacer which means that she can use other magic users mana to create destruction basically and she's potentially one of the most powerful Malafaces as well, but she does not want to be that. So she is determined to not do anything evil. So like when she has spells that particularly try and worm their way into her head, or like when she's writing essays, if she if her head's trying to take her in one direction, she knows it's going to be something that's going to cause destruction. So she has to try and take herself in a different direction. So she's constantly trying to stop her natural urges to destroy everything basically so rather than carry out spells in order to build her manner she does things like crochet or she'll do push-ups and stuff like that that. (laughs) so obviously when it comes to friends and stuff you know you need to find someone you can trust but most people can't trust each other because you need people that are going to have your back when you get to graduation but you also want them to be people that are not gonna give you over to save themselves and yeah Yeah really really good at the beginning there's a lot of info, info dumping because it is such a crazy book. yeah but I thought it was a really really fun book I read it quite quickly I really really enjoyed it I'm looking forward to the second one it ended on a line that the second one needs to be available now please
1: oh, okay but, yeah that's
0: another one that I'm like right into the story it, it was brilliant Absolutely. Yeah,
1: that sounds like Armageddon
0: Hogwarts. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um so like her big obviously without any spoilers, but like her big storyline is trying to find people that accept her and want to be her friends, basically. At the crux <laughs> of it, which yeah, love, like I know we both love a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. It has had a little bit of controversy maybe look that up before you go in. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I yeah, re- it
1: sounds really good.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing world. It was definitely one that I would love to dive into and revisit.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it sounds like one that would like suck you in.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you just, um, like, it's just, just the author's thought of so much. It's just yeah really really you could
1: imagine that as a TV series as well. Oh
0: it would be so good. Yeah definitely like it
1: wouldn't I don't think that would be a hard one to adapt
0: <laughs> No, is he and like the mouths are everywhere so like anything that you wouldn't really think of is dangerous so like just going to the shower is dangerous where you sit in the classroom or at lunchtime you have to consider where the mouse could be like when they're getting their food because obviously they line up and just get food in a cafeteria kind of thing that yeah the, the school just makes the food like they have to check that all, none of the food's poisoned or there's no mouse hiding in their scrambled eggs and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, they're constantly on edge and alert for, you know, seven years. You know what? So I read this one. I'm just trying to
1: find the title of it. Years ago, that gives me the same kind of vibes. Right, I found it. So it's a book called, and this is like, it was a random book I found in a charity shop called Ooh. Skin Hunger. Skin is in human skin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah As in human skin Not just any other skin
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's part of a series But I haven't bought book two yet Oh Resurrection of Magic series It's like this underground cave system Where people who have like some magic Who have born with some magic in them Get sent to And like basically They get half starved the whole time and the only way they can get food is if they use magic and stuff oh. like that. And basically the whole school is just trying to kill them the whole time. And it's really hard. And like most of his classmates die as well. Oh, um, that's really good. I read it years ago. I might reread it. Oh. Yeah, but it's it's so good. But it that gives me the same vibes, except it's very much like in the head of one person and it isn't as like schooly. Cause they're
0: all in like basically a dungeon. Oh, that sounds really good. So but I like noble about, families there's two books the third book isn't being written because unfortunately the author's got dementia now oh that's sad yeah I know really. but that sounds really good people
1: will like volunteer for it because if they survive they get a lot of status mm. or rich families will give up their will give their kids for it as a status symbol yeah, even though the kid yeah. might not come back yeah but anyway that's that. That book really reminds me of. That's why I was like, "This sounds so good." Hmm. I'm sad to know that there's not a third. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Less for you. Should we do your
0: your TBR?
1: Yeah, of course. Just it was yeah. It is. It is what it is. I'm just never going to be done. Um. So, what's your nonfiction
0: mentions before okay. we do my last one because so, I haven't finished it. I read Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Oh yeah, I love that book. It was so much fun. I really, really loved it. It just upped my love of Loki because he's just such a terror. Yeah, even more, like, blase about it than I thought he was. Loved it. Yeah,
1: every single one, Loki's like, I'm just going to do some crazy shit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is the story. It's all going well. And then
0: Loki decided. <laughs> also, Thor is a massive idiot in it as well. Such a himbo. And yeah Odin is just like nah I'm not about Odin like he literally rides his nephew round <laughs> and then like he just has this serious beef with Loki's kids so one of them he rides around because it's a five-legged horse because of course Loki as a mare yeah. gave him to a five-legged horse and um, one of them he just like dumps in hell and it's just like you're called hell you can look after hell yep. <laughs> like the underworld yeah and it's just like oh so when I got to like he... the e- end where they discuss like when he describes what Ragnarok is I was like I'm not saying it shouldn't happen but I can understand why Loki and his kids do it one day because obviously it hasn't happened yet because we're still alive yeah <laughs> it will wipe us out when it happens <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like what what Odin does when Loki has kids with a giantess and stuff like that. Yeah. it's, it's just like, that's unnecessary.
0: No. What are you do? He's having a great life. Leave him alone. He's a secret wife and child. Like no, Leave I him alone. <laughs> kids everywhere. Leave him to it. No one cares. Well, maybe his wife cares. Well, you know, yeah. she she knew she was marrying Loki. Yeah, she, I feel like she, if you marry you Loki, you sign up for that. Oh, yeah. And then her and their kids get... Bloody pulled into it at the end, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. I very much enjoyed it. I'm waiting for Mythos to become available because that's my next one. I definitely
1: Oh, yeah, like I've it. got that. I've not read it yet. In a shocking turn of events. <laughs>
0: <Another> <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I like my love of mythology, in particular Greek and Norse, has really been rekindled with all of the retellings I've been reading. Yeah. So, yeah. I loved it. It was really enjoyable. And what's your next one? Then I'm listening to two, so they're current reads, but I thought I might just... Yeah. So one is The History of Magic by Chris Gosden, and it is about how, well, the history of magic in, in, in our world and how we still have magic now because... Like,
1: humans' belief in it, isn't it? Yeah, Is exactly. that yeah.
0: So, and how we use it. I'm not very far in it but for instance you know he he says that science is just alchemy which yeah. yeah and things like people having to wear a certain jersey when they watch their sports team or they won't win that's all a form of magic because it's not tangible and it's like a belief Yeah, it was
1: superstition position it's just magic yeah
0: yeah and it's so far he's like gone to i think he went to sri lanka and has been looking into all of their forms so i think from what i can gather i think he'll go around countries and um, discuss how it used to be and how it is now and stuff but yeah it's just really cool because it is literally a history of magic and i was like how is this in non-fiction magic's not real but he's got me on board i'm on board with it and the other one is which you recommended to me last week first you write a sentence by joe Morham. Oh, have you listened? Um I've I'm like I've I've listened to five and a half hours. I've got two hours left. Oh wow. Okay. I'm really enjoying it. Really, really, okay, really is it good? That's yeah. another one I bought yeah. and have <laughs> No, I'm really enjoying it. So far, he's not telling you the right and wrong. He yeah. to you how different people approach it and how we write has changed over time. Yeah. The book is about. Reading, writing, and life. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Tony suggested it as I am now a <clears throat> full-time content writer. If anyone, knows. <laughs> <laughs> yes, said that that it, that it might it might be helpful, and it actually really is. I'm enjoying his discussing like sentences and how you can put them together and things. I'm really really enjoying. Yeah.
1: That. So that was reckon- recommended to me as part of a content writing course with the institute of marketing that my work sent me on Hmm. that i bought the book and then put it on my shelf and have never read it and then obviously when you (laughs) went full time i was like oh this book's meant to be really helpful (laughs) now she's gone and followed through and read it
0: yeah because it was available so i just listened to it straight away and then i'm gonna try out his other book next which is if you should fail oh yeah yeah I saw that had really good reviews. Yeah, and that's combining philosophy, psychology, history and literature with upbeat reflections on being human. So that sounds fun as well. I'll give that a try. Oh, that nice. sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like basically a non-fiction version of all the books I've read lately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that we that when that's available I'm going to read that one. But yeah, no, I'm glad you I'm glad you suggested it because I've actually been Plowing through it, I'm really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, like the course I did was really helpful in making you think about the intent behind sentence structure. Because I'm like, how much can you examine? You know, a 280 character tweet, and it went really into the nuance of how that sentence can change. Yeah,
0: pick it up, give it a try.
1: Yeah, because like the linguistics um, behind marketing yeah. is so interesting.
0: Yeah, I would definitely love to learn more about that. And the good thing about nonfiction is that you don't need to, like, read it Mm-mm. like you do with a, a fiction book. So you can pick it up and read the chapter and then put it down and pick it up again when you've That's got what I should do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've got a, f- I've got a few yeah. really good writing books that I have never, re- <laughs> never read.
0: Send some more <laughs> recommendations over to me.
1: I might just, like, lend you my library of writing books because I have so many or I, either, I went for a phase of buying them and that was given to me as gifts. And then I've got ones that came from like as part of uni because so I have a degree in writing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then I was studying writing. So then I was like, I don't want to read these
0: again. you like, I'm done I'm... with it for a bit, thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, after uni, not to put anyone else, anyone else off who wants to go and do a writing degree or a degree in any creative subject. Is that it will either foster your love for it or murder it, and there is no middle ground. And for me, it murdered it for about two years reading, writing, all of it. I was like, nah, I'm out. It took me two years to get it back, but I almost considered a different career path like
0: the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we found our way back, and now I love it and talk about it slowly, a lot. <laughs> but surely, and passionately, you are back.
1: <laughs> yeah. So listening-wise, I'm on Liriel from the Abhorsen series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just use Audible and, like, also get a credit a month. So each month I just get one book that I just stick
0: with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I listen to them in bits, like, to fall asleep as well. Yeah, but have you seen that if you have a membership, you've got the catalogue as well now?
1: Yes. I keep getting the notification about that and... Every night I'm like, I should, I should look into that and then click the same book again. <laughs> because why not pay seven pound a month to just listen to one book on yeah, repeat? <laughs> uh, the good ones on there. But I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm Amazon's bitch, essentially. <laughs> My last book books that I read not audiobook is I've not finished it yet though Chosen Ones by Veronica Roth
0: that's the person that did carve the mark isn't it
1: yes and Divergent oh yeah yeah Yeah. Chosen Ones is so good Mm. what's
0: it I've never heard of it what's it about I don't okay I've never seen it I don't think Basically, sometimes
1: I just search on Amazon under my favorite authors and like mooch around for like random stuff of theirs.
0: Um, (laughs) That's how I found
1: this. There is a few people on TikTok who have spoken about it. It is really clever because it follows the story of the chosen ones after they've defeated the big baddie.
0: Oh, after they've done their chosen shenanigans.
1: Yeah. So the story starts at the end of that, like years after it happened. But it's also, it's like, I think you call it, like, mixed media. Hmm. So it has, like, newspaper articles and, like, clips from, ra- like, radio shows. But it's, like, obviously not clips, but that it's written like it's a clip from a radio show. Like the trans. Yeah. And it has, like, letters from people. And it has files from the government who got involved with picking the chosen ones. I loved mixed media books. They just add and- so
0: much to it. I love it.
1: It's like interspersed with like cluing you in, and that I'm at the, I'm sort of three quarters of the way through, and I feel like she Veronica Roth is, Roth is trying so hard to tell me something, and I can't work out <laughs> all the breadcrumbs are there, but I'm not yet piecing together <laughs> what we're getting at. And then the central story is told from one character's point of view, Sloan. and obviously all the kids they were like they were raised as chosen ones and obviously saw a lot of traumatic stuff yeah yeah so it's like it deals with like all their pcsd and stuff and how they deal with the aftermath after being chosen ones oh, that sounds good but then it i trying to I had to not spoil this stuff happens and they get sucked into another situation where they have to be the chosen ones again and they're like we did it we defeated our baddie like oh, leave us alone like and in
0: they- hunger games when they're like oh we're doing the a-
1: yeah, so, want to want to well.
0: like winners back. Yeah,
1: but I don't. Yeah, you can really like see how her writing has developed from like d- the Divergent days. Even like Face divide, it's
0: just so clever. It's so good. Yeah, um, I just looked it up. It says it's her first adult book. Oh, and it came out last year.
1: Many adulty themes in it so far. I don't think, apart from like obviously like the, the PTSD and stuff. But yeah oh it's just it's, it's really well done and like it's just all these little pieces of the puzzle that you're getting over time and then like Sloan will talk about something in her narration in passing and then a few chapters later you'll get the file from the incident Ooh,
0: that sounds
1: and yeah and it's all about like they were it was it's kind of like normal world where there is no magic and then magic happens and mm-hmm. it's about it's like a more realistic portrayal of what would happen if the world discovered magic
0: and uh, yeah really selling uh, this story.
1: yeah and it's like there's there's a, one of the clips you get it's like a stand-up which was like ah, oh, we had a, so they basically they're the one the people that the chosen ones defeated he was called the dark one and there's, like, a stand-up clip that was, like, of all the names we could have picked for him, this guy killed, like, thousands of people and we picked the dark one. Like, couldn't we have done better? And that's the stand-up thing, and that's just, like, randomly in there.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Because it's such a it's like, like name.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, dark one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what the point the comedic, like, comedian that's quoted
0: makes. Oh, I like that.
1: And then, like, there's, like, a really sexist interview of Sloane that's, like presented as a newspaper article and art oh, is so well done and like, yeah she's like putting all these puzzle pieces together and I don't know where they're going but I I'm, I've really enjoyed it. it but reading it bit by bit is i found a bit difficult it's definitely one you'd enjoy to read when you've got more time to get through it or to like maybe listen in a go
0: yeah
1: but yeah kind of so far I haven't finished it yet but it's so good that sounds good and I feel very sexy now. I have no idea how it's going to end. I have no idea where it's going. Like, I have inklings, but I don't know. That sounds yeah. really,
0: really enjoyable. Like, it sounds like it's ticking a load of boxes I like.
1: Yeah, it's like, it is found family, and it's obviously chosen one E, but it's playing on that whole trope as well. It's really
0: good. Mm. Oh, yeah, that sounds really good. You have to, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of the ending. Or the
1: book Yeah, because I've got, I'm, yeah, I'm well... Yeah, I'm three quarters of the way through. Oh, you've
0: not got much left, really.
1: And I have no idea at this point how it's going to end, and that's quite, that's quite rare for me to have nothing. Like, I've got nothing. But the characters are really well done. It's nice and diverse, and, like, ah. Yeah, and, like, also that just where it's coming from, the aftermath of their chosen one incident, it's just, I thought it was such a, like, it's just clever.
0: Yeah. Like they're just trying to get on with their lives. They don't want it anymore.
1: It's like they spend their whole lives being trained for this. Yeah. And then it's it's about, like, what the hell do we do now? We have no skills. We didn't do school.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how do you have a life after?
1: We saved the world, and now I've got to, like, get a job. Like, what?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's... I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah, it's just... It's really well done. That's Um, probably
0: why it's for an adult audience, because... I don't think teenagers could relate.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah, they're about our age. Mm. The characters that
0: sounds so cool. So it's like
1: they defeated the Dark One when they were still teenagers, still kids, basically, and it's ten years later. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done.
0: That sounds really good.
1: It's such a good book. Yeah, so that's I haven't finished it yet, but then, yeah, that's that's four, <laughs> five
0: if you count the audio, which we do. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Oh, that's really cool. That was a nice mixture this month, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I've got. I'm going to do Gilded Ones next.
0: Oh, I got that at the library.
1: Hmm. And then I think I'm not sure if I'm ready for Song of Achilles yet. but yeah, I'm going to wait and see how sad the ending of this book
0: is. <laughs> um, Take a break. You've had a lot of sad, books. sad ones.
1: Yeah, sad and intense ones. They've been good, but yeah. Maybe just um, for some fun books. I don't, know. I don't want anyone to ever examine the psychology of the things I've been reading lately. I don't want to know what that says about me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I realised that I very much enjoy depressing books and I very much enjoy plotless depressing books in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are just, like, sucking your soul and making you cry and then you're like, okay, what do we learn? And they don't <laughs> even give me anything for it. Like, I have no outcome. I mean, it's
1: kind of like listening to sad music when you're sad to feel sad
0: i saw a tiktok thing that was like don't trust a woman who listens to her depression playlist when she's happy as well and i was like i just have one playlist and it works for all multitudes and happiness
1: (laughs) oh i haven't so i've got hyped which is my gym one Mm. I've got one that's for work, so it's songs I can work to that, like, aren't too slow but aren't too upbeat, Called, yeah. and it's called Maintaining My Sanity. Right. That is actually the name of the playlist. <laughs> and then I have one that's, like, songs to sing along to slash sad songs, and that one's called In My Feelings.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. I, like that. I did have
1: one... That was coronavirus. This shit continues, but then it
0: continued too long and. Um. <laughs> oh no, mine. Uh, my names of my playlists are a bit probably ridiculous, to be honest. So my main one for like depression station is, I'm a depressed bitch, but make it aesthetic. <laughs> So are these
1: are these Spotify playlists or ones you've made yeah, yourself?
0: Spotify playlist. Yeah.
1: Those ones I just described were all ones I've made myself.
0: Oh no, these are ones I've made. But oh okay, gotcha. They're on Spotify, yeah. All
1: right, okay, gotcha. You're you.
0: welcome to find it if you want to have a look. <laughs> <laughs> mine are on
1: Apple, I don't think you can find
0: mine. Right. And then I've got one called Damp Me Into Dust, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then (laughs) I've got one that's called like I don't like it here take me back and it's all the songs I liked when I was a teenager (laughs) and that sums up my mental
1: (laughs) I always wonder with like my maintaining my sanity playlist how often that gets played (laughs) I'm like you see that I wonder if anyone that Apple is like do we need
0: to check on her (laughs) There was actually that person that Netflix checked in on her, wasn't there?
1: Oh, that had watched like so many hours of The Office or something on repeat.
0: Yeah, and they were like, um, "But are you okay?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, was it a kids' film on repeat? There's been a couple of them. That I forgot. On.
0: The one that I saw was like a TV show. They watched loads of series. They literally had it on nonstop for days.
1: a series of billboards. It was also like to the person who watched this
0: many hours of. Like this thing? Are you okay? Like yeah. <laughs> but I'm um, on Netflix now. You can click it. So don't ask me again. You know, on the are you watching? Are you still watching? Yeah, yeah. Which is a dangerous game to play. <laughs> yeah. Also very helpful. Sometimes it. I don't know. Like sometimes when I'm watching TV shows, Netflix will let me watch like four episodes for it. asks And other times it will ask after two episodes or something, and I'm like, right, hang on, hang on. Of it's to do
1: it. The length of the episode, then I think it also if, you, if you've like done something like change the volume or whatever or paused it,
0: mm.
1: it knows you're still there. So yeah. it doesn't ask. So I think it's it's a mixture of those things. Mm. I don't know exactly, but I don't like to be judged by Netflix. No, no I'm not Just OK.
0: Like- but thank you anyway, Netflix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Like you, I've, um, I started watching Merlin. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I watched it. I've watched it a lot last week and there was one point where it just kept asking me are you still here? And I'm like, yes, I'm still here. We're seven hours in, but I am still
0: here. Leave me alone. (laughs) I've not watched Merlin. I want to watch Supernatural. I think I'll try that one. Yes! I love Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to watch Buffy but I I can't remember if it's on Netflix or not. But I might watch Supernatural.
1: Supernatural's on Prime okay, I think I'll you can get up to like Season 13 before they start charging you
0: How dare you How dare you try and charge me?
1: I don't know where else you can get it in the UK To be honest It's definitely not on
0: Netflix I think Last time I checked I will Well I can watch at least the first 13 seasons and <laughs> then Yeah minute, I'm Working my way through Priro right?
1: Oh my mum watched all of them I haven't seen them
0: I love ProRo and I'm rewatching them all. I was starting to rewatch all Midsummer Murders, but for some reason I just stopped and put ProRo on instead. So there we go.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just looking for something harmless to watch whilst working. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being quite distracting, even though it is so 2000s and it's quite cheesy. And the special effects are just amazing.
0: Yeah. And the acting's a little bit <laughs> 2000s. <laughs> Yeah. You can tell the era by how someone acts, like how the acting is. You can totally tell the era, can't you? Well, it's,
1: it's just like, the it's very BBC in that there's fight scenes and there's
0: no blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're clearly like trying to hit their mark for the choreograph and stuff, aren't they? Oh. Yeah, like there's literally like, he'll like stab someone with the sword, pull out a completely clean sword. And they're like, ah. Oh. Like you it's like stage combat when underneath their arm. Oh.
1: Yeah, like any gruesome death, they happen like just slightly off camera and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then the animation for the dragon is a continual source of
0: amusement. Oh, I bet, I bet. So yeah, are you enjoying the um, the queer baiting between the main characters?
1: Oh my god, yeah. The um the guy who plays Arthur. Teenage me would have just been in love
0: with. Not not Merlin, no. Not quite my type. No. No. You 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 more fancy the attractive one then. <laughs> Merlin's got a great personality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but my shallow self likes the tall, handsome knight. Okay. <laughs>
0: I, I I see no reason for any shame to be had there. Nope. Oh, um, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. That, that's how we're going to leave it, just on that, I think. Tiny, tiny yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think between my like liter- taste in literature, the things I enjoy from literature... <laughs> Than what I enjoy from TV shows.
0: It's just, it's fine. The fact you know, that um, I wish the last few months you'd just been talking about like spice books. <laughs> I wish I was a nuanced person. Turns out I'm just not. <laughs> I think that's overrated, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know what? In real life, in real relationships, it's nuanced. But in terms of what I want from fictional men, it's very. Well, it's one-sided in your life.
0: You don't need it in your fictional worlds as well, do you? No, exactly. Not everyone wants drama when they're living vicariously through, you know, pages of a book or what, a screen or whatever.
1: And, um, you know, no one wants the five-foot-two <laughs> midget who won't speak to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if after the night it came out to me in real life, I'd just be like, "Uh, go away." <laughs> <laughs> like, Why are you speaking to me? <laughs> this was like a trick. You're a prince.
0: <laughs> I'm like a stereotypical Aquarius, and that I'm really interested until in you show some feelings back. Then I'm like, You're <laughs> yeah, like run,
1: run, run far, far away." away. <laughs> oh dear yeah my driving instructor has real issues with me being a Scorpio because he like he's like you don't behave like a Scorpio and I was like I don't know what to tell you, pal
0: <laughs> I behaved the way I behave
1: what what he's like oh he has told me but I don't I don't know that kind. Of, I know what I am I don't know anyone else
0: oh, you should ask him what he is and then ask what his moon and sun risings
1: oh. oh I looked up mine because a friend made me but I don't know I don't yeah I know my enneagram and my personality type, but for some reason not much, not much about stars. Yeah, he's like, oh, Scorpios are never late, and you're, like, always late. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, pal. <laughs> you're
0: meeting them on Scorpios, ain't you?
1: Yeah, and he's, like, convinced, because I'm only just a Scorpio by, like, a day or two. Mm-hmm. And he's convinced that's the reason. I
0: mean... <laughs> (laughs) I don't really know what to say I mean you are what you are I am what I am I am spot on for my star sign so I don't know what to tell you really
1: (laughs) I feel like a lot of Scorpio stuff like resonates with me but it's my driving
0: instructor's got a real
1: thing about it
0: that I'm not just because you're late you get stressed
1: I don't apparently me being impatient that's very Scorpio of me so that's okay but being that like not
0: like a him issue, I'm not gonna lie,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I can be a bit imprecise, I'm like, eh, good enough. And he's like, that's not very Scorpio of you. And I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know
0: <laughs> what do you want me to do, mate.
1: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> close enough.
0: <laughs> you, almost like, you, almost, sounds hilarious. You,
1: you almost bumped the curve, and I'm like, but I didn't, yeah. And yeah. that's the important part.
0: <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I've been driving for a while and my hubcaps will tell you I bump curbs.
1: <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, that gear change, you should have done it then or you should have like braked then. And I'm like, but it was fine. He's like that's what I like towards the end of the 90 minutes, I'm like, Did did we die? No, but let it go. Let it go. If I just no. if I break a bit too late, let it go. <laughs> There was no one at the junction. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so apparently my impatience is Scorpio, but my impreciseness
0: is not it. Oh, no. Anyway, we
1: weren't tangent too long, about.
0: <laughs> tell us on Instagram what star sign you are. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And tell me if I'm Scorpio enough. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, if you know would about you have guessed that know, guess please yeah anyway okay cool this goodbye, is bye everyone thank you goodbye we will speak to you next week hope you have a lovely week everyone bye good bye
1: for listening check out the link tree in our instagram bio for our blogs tiktoks and our own
0: instagrams